Hi, I'm Jonathan Pennington, and this is the Human Flourishing Podcast. This podcast is a repository of a wide variety of sermons, lectures, interviews, and other resources that I've recorded over the years. Today's episode is part of the devotional series on the Sermon on the Mount I taught for Sojourn East. All right, welcome back. Um, We are now in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to cover a pretty large section here uh, of 6, 1 to 21, and then I'm going to go back to 6, 9 to uh, 15 with the Lord's Prayer. But the reason I'm covering 6, 1 to 21 together is because we're continuing in the idea that Jesus is teaching way back in 520 that there is a greater righteousness that he is saying that it must be true of disciples, not earning our favor with God, not working ourselves to the bone or something, but actually doing the the looking inside, the, the, the harder work of actually paying attention to really what's going on inside of our hearts, not just being content to be externally righteous. And so, I said that 520 is really like a heading over the rest of what happens throughout all the way to 712 in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 or Matthew 712. First, we saw six examples of that from 521 to 48. Now we're going to see three more examples of that. Those first six examples in chapter five dealt with sort of relationships with each other that are specified uh, in Torah or in the Mosaic Covenant. Now these next three examples are three examples of relationship to God. That is, how do we relate to God in this greater righteousness way? Well, the answer is going to be the same. You relate to God in this greater righteousness way by paying attention to the heart, not being content to just pay attention to the externals. So let me read what he says here from Matthew chapter 6. I'll read the first few verses of 6. Be careful, Jesus says, not to practice your righteousness, to do your righteousness. This is actually talking about doing what's right. Be careful not to do your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So that's the, that's the heading over these three examples. The three examples he gives are going to be prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. Sorry, almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. Um, let me read for you how he concludes it in 619 to 21. You'll hear he uses a very similar metaphor to sum it up. He says in 619, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust or moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But instead, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So 6.1 and 6.19 to 21 are like bookends to this this teaching of 6.1 to 21. And what do those bookends indicate this is going to be about? Well, notice that, again, it's about doing what is right. It's about practicing righteousness, real righteousness, real behavior that looks like something. And notice also it's about reward. And Jesus is not ashamed at all, just like he wasn't ashamed to talk about happiness and appealing to us to find our true happiness. He's not afraid to appeal to us to say, you actually are going to get a reward. You want a reward from God. 
You want God to say to you, well done, faithful servant. Good, well done, faithful son and daughter. You want God to honor you for your faithfulness when, when you and I die or, and or his kingdom of heaven comes to earth if some of us are still alive during that time. There's absolutely nothing wrong that is right and appropriate to be honored and rewarded for faithfulness, for diligence. It's completely True. There's, if you if you feel like that's weird to kind of believe in that, then you just need to read the Bible <laughs> because it's very clear that Jesus is promising rewards. So the the appeal to us is is very much to are you going to get the greatest kind of reward, the kind of true reward that you want? And he says there's nothing wrong with wanting reward. The problem is if you seek that reward in the wrong way. And here's where the heart, greater righteousness, wholeness comes into it again. It is so easy for you and me to seek the reward that is just the praise of men or the praise of others. Because that one's so tangible, it's immediate. We all love it when somebody says, um, you know, when somebody says, that's great, you're amazing, you're awesome, you're so talented, you're so gifted, you're such a hard worker. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Those are appropriate things to say. But the point is, that is a drug to our hearts. And it's so easy, even in the things of God, even in almsgiving, which is like giving to help those in need, almsgiving, prayer and fasting, even in the things of God, the temptation to focus on the externals and get the praise of others rather than the heart and the praise that comes from God, the reward that comes from God is so tempting that we have to be aware of it, that he has to teach us about it. And so he's saying, practice your righteousness to get the true reward and notice then, finally, the thing to say about these introduc- these, these, this introduction and conclusion is that it's about motive. And this is where the heart comes into it. What is your motive for doing good things? That's what Jesus is really getting at. And he could talk about all different kinds of examples of this, but he just gives three examples. Again, almsgiving, helping the poor, prayer, and fasting. Again, he could give other examples, but these are three really practical examples where he invites us, he challenges us to say, when you're doing these good things that you should be doing, you should be giving to help the poor, you should be praying, you should be fasting. These things are good and beautiful and right, but when you're doing them, be aware that even in those, it's very easy to let your selfish motives, let your heart be, I want other people to see how good I am at this. And so he gives examples, and and, and we have to recognize that's what the point of this is, the heart. So when he says in six, two to four, Uh, Things about when you're giving, don't let the right hand know what the left is doing. The point of this is not that like if you go to help somebody move, you have to tell them you weren't really going to help them and you have to change the license plate on your truck and you have to wear a ski mask so they don't know that it was you helping them. That's not the point at all. The point is that this is inviting us to pay attention to motives. It's inviting us to say, what's really going on in my heart when I do these things? So he gives almsgiving, prayer, and fasting as examples. Now, To conclude this, I just do need to say one really important thing. This doesn't mean that if your heart's not perfect and your motives are not entirely pure, that you shouldn't serve or you shouldn't pray or you shouldn't fast. Because the reality is, friends, our hearts are always imperfect. Our motives are always mixed. Even in our best moments, you you might even be totally purely serving and then you become aware, oh, this is really good. We never escape in this life, in these sinful bodies, in this sinful life. We'll never fully escape and have totally pure motives. So this doesn't mean that unless you have entirely pure motives, don't serve. Not at all. He's just saying that in your life of imperfect almsgiving and prayer and fasting and every other good thing you do, 
just be aware that God sees and cares about your heart. And that if you're only doing these things for the purpose of getting the praise of others, then you're not really doing good. But recognizes our imperfection, Jesus does. Sounded like Yoda there for a minute. Jesus recognizes our imperfections, and he knows that our motives are impure, but he still invites us to do these good things, to give, to help others, to pray, and to fast. And then to also remember that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Thank you for listening to the Human Flourishing Podcast. To learn more or get in touch with me, visit my website, jonathanpennington.com.